Let's bring to the program now the Leader of the Opposition, Judith Collins, uh, discussing the government's announcement regarding traffic lights, also vaccine mandates. Judith Collins, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tim. Now, we want to play something for people, which was a few days ago. This is you at a press conference describing the government's new traffic light system. I'm hearing this morning from people who are looking to or are closing their businesses. Everything that they have saved for, worked for, gone. So, Judith, um, you've described the traffic light system as dismaying, confusing and complicated. Let's start with the first, uh, the first word there, dismaying. Why are you dismayed? I'm dismayed that a government that's had 18 months to plan, that had known about COVID uh, earlier this year at least, if not late last year, uh, in terms of Delta, I should say, but they have coming up again with another system to replace the system that people are still getting their heads around, and they're saying that New Zealanders are going to be held ransom to everyone else who doesn't get vaccinated and every single district health board is going to have to get to 90% before we get any form of freedom back. Now, I'm actually appalled that these guys in charge have no idea about how hard it is for small businesses to survive and they just think businesses are just business. Businesses are just people. They seem entirely devoid of any understanding and they haven't even bothered to go back to Auckland and see what's going on. You've also mentioned it's confusing and complicated. Um, Mm. What's confusing? (laughs) Well, the whole traffic light system, you look through it. Um, Auckland gets to go to red once there's 90% double vaccination in all of the district health boards in Auckland. So that's 40% of the population. Most people would think that red meant that it was quite good, but it's not. It means that you're still in a form of lockdown. It's just a slightly better system than what you've got at the moment. It is entirely, it's like paternalistic. It's really hard for people. You know, as I've said at that time on Friday, I've had people on the phone to me crying about how they have no hope and getting loads of emails from people who say, Look, I'm just a sole trader hairdresser. Mm. I'm in my late 60s. I'm so afraid. I have nothing left and I've got a mortgage to pay. And these guys are just playing with my head. And that's how they feel. So it is a really, really tough time and no one denies that. But also what would be really tough is those people getting sick or dying or people who have cancer not being able to get treatment because those beds are taken up by unvaccinated people. So, so isn't part of this just acknowledging that, yes, it is really, really tough, but what's the alternative? Okay, so they're already not getting treated or having cancer found because the government has stopped. There are 85,000 first specialist assessments, scans, uh, all those sorts of things done that were not done in the first six weeks of this lockdown. That's 85,000 thousand people affected in the first six weeks. Then you have on top of it the fact that uh, these people are in most cases double vaccinated. It's They're not actually the problem and they're getting held to ransom. Okay, so what, what so, would you be doing differently? If you were Prime Minister right now, what would you do differently? We've made it very clear. You get to 85% double vaccination for the whole country 
then you get rid of all these internal borders, then you get to open up, you get a better MIQ system, you actually can start to live again. Why 85 and and not 90? Well, 85, as we looked overseas, we looked even at 85% double vaccination, we would have one of the highest double vaccination rates in the world. And then you have to add to this too, the mental cost on people. So mental, socially, people losing freedoms, people turning against other New Zealanders who aren't vaccinated, people turning against, you know, this is an incredible cost on the country. And it's not only economically, it's mentally. So look at the mental health issues that people are going through. No help at the moment, no help, nothing is getting done to assist them. We've put in uh, a big help for small businesses around mental health, but mental health rather. But also, Tim, it's like stop changing the goalposts all the time. So we've had the government say they weren't going to give us any targets, and then they eventually give us a target, and then they say that every single district health board in the country has to get to 90% double vaccination rates, or else we all get to suffer. Well, why in the world would you do that? And the answer has to be, and by the way, we're getting COVID cases, aren't yeah. we? But if you're double vaccinated, what's your chance of ending up in ICU? Almost nil. Yeah. What's your chance of ending up in hospital? Or slightly better than nil, but that's or worse than nil. But ultimately, you know, yeah, double vaccination is really yeah. important. But the other thing too is don't forget those vaccinations, yeah. as we know, after a period of time, they start okay. to lessen their effect, and we need to get the boosters out to people now. Right. Well, my so, mother just had a booster, so they are there. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you talk about opening up, just to clarify something, so you, you would set the um, the rate at a, a lower 85% double vax. Do you support the notion that the opening up is really just for vaccinated people? So in other words, no jab, no job, no fun for the unvaccinated? No, I don't think you should have to go down that track. What you should be able to do is to say, if you're going into places where there is risk, that's entirely up to, you know, obviously that's going to be an issue. But we also believe in the National Party in private property rights and personal responsibility. So businesses should be able to make that assessment under the health and safety legislation. It's not that hard to do. It's like, are people going to be working together? Are they going to be dealing with the public? Are they going to be in close proximity? Mm. That's really important. Otherwise, the government needs to give people the legal advice that they say, you know, no doubt they've got somewhere, um, and they've got to make it really clear. You can't have every business getting ending up being sued. At the same time, you don't want to actually end up with a country where people who who feel that they're at risk uh, because from the Pfizer vaccine, because there's some people who genuinely yeah. believe that this is something's going to happen to them when it's not. No. They genuinely believe it. Are you really going to say to them, your life's now on the dole? Is well, that really what you're going to do? Well, the, the answer is the government has stuffed up and now they're turning Kiwis yeah. against Kiwis. Well, the epidemiologists would say that the biggest threat to our health system is that it is the disease of the unvaccinated. So there'd be a lot of people who'd be saying, well, yeah, actually, if let's give the freedom to the vaccinated. But with the unvaccinated, that's the threat to our health system, isn't it? Well, that's, that's where it's going to move to. And that is, you know, that sounds, you know, genuinely a, r- a realistic position. But the problem is, you're going to have to prove you're vaccinated. Yeah. So they haven't even got the proof of vaccination available for people mm. to use. Now, in February this year, I asked the Prime Minister of Parliament about it, and she said they were working on it. We're now, what, late October? And they're saying, well, maybe 
mid-December, early December. Oh, come on. You can have all the rules you like, but if you can't give people the tools to use Okay, but you you don't support the mandating, but you do want there to be the vaccine passport? No, no, no. I think it's important that there are some jobs where there is going to be a mandate, and that is important and absolutely realistic and should be done. Okay, so so to be be clear... every other job. To be clear, you support that when it comes to, say, teachers? Yes, I think so. It's very important because the children cannot be vaccinated at the moment, and that's one of the issues. Given that we're seeing right around the world, including in wealthy nations like, say, Canada, hospitals, again, full of unvaccinated people taking beds off people who've got, say, cancer, that that isn't every tool, including denying freedoms for people who are anti-vaxxers, isn't every tool that we have available worthwhile to try and get us above 90%? On that basis, then, Tim, you could say people smoke, or people drink to excess, or people take methamphetamine, or people take illegal other legal drugs, um, that they shouldn't get a place in hospital. Do you really want that for our country? Is that really where you want to go? The answer surely has to be to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Then you have to revaccinate them with the booster, mm. and you have to get the therapeutic drugs in place, and you get the ICU beds ready, which this government has failed to do, and you have the proof of it, and you have all those things in place before you start bullying people to the point where they start digging in their heels and deciding, well, up yours to the government. So that's that's bullying. Unfortunately, we have things are starting to get and we don't want it like so, that. So it, it is, is it bullying to, to ask someone if they're vaccinated? No, I didn't say that at all, did I? No, I'm asking I you, though. That. I'm just saying don't bully people. I say bully people by threatening them because what tends to happen with people who are threatened is they either give in or there's a whole chunk of them who say, well, no, I'm not going to give in now. You educate people, but at the same time, you look at the jobs. So if you're working on a farm in the middle of somewhere, you know, away from a lot of people, are you really a threat? Well, the answer is no, unlikely. But if you're working with the public, you're working with a lot of people in close proximity, Mm. you know, you can see why that mandate would make sense. But do you really want to say... No jab, no job. If you really want to do that, we've got 200,000 people now on the job seeker benefit who are on the dole. So what, where's the next step? Is it going to be no no jab, no dole? Is that what people want? But with that line of thought, then we shouldn't have it. Where we want to go. With that line of thought, then we shouldn't have it for educators. No, that's entirely wrong because they're dealing with children. They're dealing with children in close proximity and children are not able to be vaccinated. Okay. Let, let, let's talk about Northland. Uh, and as we do that, have a listen to Shane Reddy, who was on with Jack Tame on Q&A this morning. Here's what he said. What I'm hearing from everyone in the community, certainly from iwi and certainly from business representatives as well, and in general discussions, they're enthusiastic to mm. actually move up a level and keep ourselves safe until we know what the testing environment shows us. What do you make of what Dr Shane Reddy said there? Well, Dr Shane Reddy is on the ground in Northland. He is listening to the people. He is absolutely describing what they're saying to him because they have seen that people who are so-called essential workers, whatever that seems to mean at the moment, uh, have been able to go from Auckland with COVID and take it into Northland, and these people provide some form of home service. Whatever that could possibly be that's Mm. essential, um, well, I don't know yeah. what that means. Just uh, by quoting um, that EWE um, leaders and other people would like Northland to be in level three, it could be interpreted as an endorsement of that view that, that Shane Retty's view would be that it should go to level three. Is that the National Party's point of view that Northland should consider level three? 
It's not our view. Shane is simply quoting what people are telling him on the ground. Just as I'm quoting what people are telling me from Auckland, I can see, you know, Shane is out there doing the job the government should have done. And he's he wrote to Andrew Little in February this year and said he was very concerned that they weren't using some of these uh, Maori health providers in the in places like the far north and elsewhere. And he basically got a, you know, mind your own business type reply. So clearly, um, Shane is right. And he's out doing that job now. And I've said to him, you stay doing that, Shane, because goodness, if you're there, you're, we're going to get some more people vaccinated. Thank you very much for being on the program. That is Thank the you. leader of the National Thanks. Party, Judith Collins.